Hey, all you beautiful souls, and welcome to the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. My name is Shalane Carter. I'm your host. I'm also a personal trainer, yoga teacher, meditation guide, and spiritual leader. This podcast is the perfect convergence of all things health, wellness, yoga, and spirituality, and really learning to break through limitations and open yourself and your spirit up to receiving all the abundance the universe has to offer. Each week, along with myself and many other awesome guests, you'll begin to expand your knowledge and insight on how to level up and step into your highest self. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. I'm your host, Shalane Carter. Thank you so much for taking time, for tuning in. Um, And... Really, if you found me, you're here because you're interested in spirituality, you're interested in business, you're interested in really just being the best human. And we all have these desires as humans, right? We have these things that we want. And so right now you're probably listening because you want something out of it, right? And and so today's topic and, and what we're going to chat about is really why you have the desires that you have um, and how your energetic field, your upbringing, all of these things can really support you in that. So um, it's very, very cool when you begin to understand a lot of the ways that your energetic field works, how it works in conjunction with everybody else's as humans, as animals, and then as the collective, right? The entire freaking planet. Um, and when you can utilize all of these tools that we are are given in this, this earth existence, in this human body and life, um, creating a life of that's full of your desires that have manifested can be one of the most um, like awe-inspiring things. So let's let's start with why you even have your desires, okay? If you look around, if you look at your friend circle, if you look at your family, things like that, like every single person has different desires. So I made a post recently on uh, on Instagram and Facebook and, and shared it about talking about why people really want money, right? We all want money. And then there's all these beliefs that surround money. Money is the root of all evil. You have to work hard in order to have money. Like you have to sacrifice uh, family for career. Um, You know, people with money are evil. Power, you know, more power, more money, more, you know, um, bad decisions, all of these things right? But really, why do we want money? Why do we want more of it? Why do we want to accumulate wealth? What stands underneath that as feeling? What do we think having more money is going to make us feel? So in this particular post, I actually shared about like, why do you actually want like this new car, right? Why do you want the, the Maserati, the Range Rover, the Lamborghini? Like, why do you, why are those things desirable, right? Why is that something on your list? Why do you want the million dollar home? Why do you want to move to a specific city? Why do you want, um, you know, even certain things in a partner? Why are these desires there? First of all, know that they are for you. All of these things, if somebody else has them, 
if somebody else has acquired something, you are equally as deserving of those things. And it's something that is a really great benchmarker of, okay, if they can do it, I can do it too. Because if one thing is possible for one human, one spirit, one energetic field, one big ball of energy, that means it's a a possibility for another person to attract that into their life. And so knowing that first and foremost is really powerful. Also, there's a reason behind your desire. There's a reason behind wanting the wealth or the car or the relationship or the, the house or, you know, whatever it is. It's going to give you something. There's going to be an exchange. So what's that exchange, right? When we really think about money, money actually is, again, just a symbol of an energetic exchange. You give me a product or a service. I give you money in return, right? All it is, is representing an exchange. What, making sure that both parties feel equally as valued in their energetic exchange, whether that be if I'm paying for a course, right? I'm paying for your knowledge, I'm paying for your time, I'm paying for your expertise. If you're paying for a product, I have, you know, if I'm buying skincare, I'm buying something to help take care of my skin for longevity so that it feels better, it's not dry, um, you know, whether that be like I'm working on my wrinkles or whatever it is, there's a reason I want to feel when your skin feels good. You guys know when you, you've gone to bed, you know, without washing your face and you have makeup on or, or like you get back from like a hike and you, you actually feel like you're like, I'm pretty sure I have an entire like layer of dirt sitting on my face. You know what good, clean, hydrated skin feels like, right? It feels like freedom on your face, freedom of movement, freedom of expression. Um, it feels like you're not being covered up, right? It feels, doesn't feel dirty. It feels clean and refreshed. It feels healthy, right? And so that's why you're buying the skincare. Same thing with money. When you acquire wealth, what feeling do you think that that is going to give you? What is going to be the benefit of you having a million dollars in the bank as opposed to now? Are you going to enjoy your life that much more? Yes, you'll be able to buy things. I get that. I know you all are saying that in your head. Well, Shalane, I can buy blah, blah, blah whenever I want. Okay, but what does buying those things whenever you want give you? Why is there value in that? So when we look at why we want what we want and everybody wants something different, what happens is there's underlying beliefs about what this amount or this car or this house is going to do for us. So a lot of times this goes back to childhood. If you were told all the time how much you were struggling, you know, financially struggling, we can't afford that, that's too expensive, those types of things, money for you may actually feel more like security. That's the feeling that you want to get. It may feel like freedom. Again, being able to purchase or travel or, you know, freedom of time. You're maybe not constricted to a nine to five if you have a million dollars in the bank um, and, you know, work for yourself or whatever. So for you, there's freedom. There's feelings of of freedom in that. It may also be that, um, you know, maybe there were comments of like, you know, if you'd got like, you know, you're, 
your mom to your dad or your dad to mom to your mom like if you just had a different job we wouldn't be in this financial position so as a child who is who is beginning to develop their emotional regulation through the lens of the adult and one adult says to another adult if you had gotten a different job we wouldn't be in this position as a child your interpretation is this job does not give me financial this job is bad this job i'm not going to make any money and then if one adult to the other adult then says if you had just become a doctor like we had talked about when we first got together we'd be so much better off okay well again as a child who is not able to emotionally regulate myself at three four or five years old right you're very highly dependent and again, developing those skills through what you see and experience in your caregivers, I am now seeing that being a doctor equates to financial security. It equates to love between a partner. It equates to happiness within the family. So I think all of those things will happen if I become a doctor. So now I am setting myself up as a doctor. And even though I have no fucking interest in medicine in a in a western medicine approach or whatever like i'm i'm not interested in being a neurosurgeon brains just don't toot my horn and but i'm doing it because i fear not having these things because again as a child what i processed from what i observed was that if i you know say the the parent who did not become a doctor and instead chose a different profession because the profession really lit them up. They felt they really loved their job, blah, blah, blah. They knew it was right for them, but it didn't provide all the money per se. And so the other parent was then resentful. Okay. So now you're like, if I follow my purpose, my passions, I'm going to attract a partner who is resentful. I'm going to inevitably struggle financially if I follow my passions. I can only find a partner who I'm happy with if I am financially have lots of, you know, very wealthy or, or whatever. So what we have to understand is that a lot of times your desires are from a place of wounds from a place of trauma, from a place of imbalance in your energetic field. Whoa, were you just like mind blown and like looking at some of the things that you want? Like, do I really want that? Or am I doing that to please my parents? Am I doing that because I was told or I observed like, sometimes you don't remember like entire conversations, but there's that like one line that you remember and it has stuck with you. And it now is something that you refer to maybe often. And so then as adults, our emotional regulation of our desires is still through the lens of our parents. As a child, we are entirely dependent from birth. So as mammals, we actually um, nurture and care for our children and their development so much longer than any other mammal in in the the animal kingdom 
um, because of the social development and things like that. So it's not just about basic survival skills, right? Needing to eat, you know, cleaning yourself, um, verbal communication, uh, be learning to walk. If you think about it, like, um, I was reading this book and I, I love this analogy because when a horse is born, it's up walking within like the first hour of its life. Giraffes fall several feet. <laughs> um, and you know, have you ever seen a baby giraffe walk? It's wobbly. It's wobbly, but they're up and walking for a human. It is anywhere between nine months to two years before we learn to walk. No other mammal <laughs> is that way. Which just goes to show that what's uh, because our brains are so highly developed as well, we are constantly observing and experiencing the emotional processing of those around us. And we are trying to learn how to navigate as an adult and as we grow up, like, okay, you do this? Okay, so when you don't get what you want, like you've asked for something, and when you ask for something, the other parent gets mad. Okay, so now as a child, I fear asking for help. I fear telling you my needs because I have seen it met with anger. Again, this is not, this is not a, um, a blaming of parents per, at all because this was probably passed down from their parents and passed down from their parents. This is why generational healing is so important. This is why people come to energy sessions, healing sessions with me is to understand a little bit more why they are struggling with what they're struggling with. We get down to the root of where they first experience it. We begin to work through it. We begin to heal it. We go back. We tap into the energetic field of, hey, how long has this shit been here, right? What can we do to heal it? And um, a lot of our desires are actually based on needing love, acceptance, being seen and heard by others. So again, when you, when you have that really nice car, do you actually want the Range Rover? Do you want the Maserati? Yes, they're beautiful, don't get me wrong. Like guys, those are some really beautiful cars. However, do you actually get excited about having it, about driving it? Or is it just uh, something that's uh, point A to point B for you? Again, cars can be your thing and cars can light you up. And that, that can be something that is truly a desire for you. Something that you're like, oh, this would feel so good. This would bring me a lot of joy. But is it more that, or is it that you saw that as a symbol of success growing up? And so you will never feel successful until you have that Maserati. You will never... So then if you never get a Maserati, do you ever feel fulfilled? Do you feel like you fulfilled your purpose? If you are always waiting for these particular things to happen for you in order to have quote unquote success or in order to be happy, in order to feel like you, you really, you knocked your purpose out of the park, like you really, you did it good. If you're always waiting for that, it may never come. And so then every day is filled with feelings of 
of shame. I didn't do it. Of fear. Like, I'm scared to take this leap. I'm scared to do this. This really doesn't feel in alignment for me, but I'm going to do it anyways. Forcing yourself to do things that you know aren't for you. Forcing you to go through programs or to learn things or to, to tolerate relationships that aren't in your highest alignment, but you think that it's going to give you something. Because you've learned from childhood, from what you observed, again, through, through the lens of a parent, that this is what that equals. So really becoming, getting curious as to why do you even want what you want? Like for me, there was a, a, a probably about two years that I, I have had my, my car forever. I love my car. Um, it's really reliable. I honestly, like, I hate my, my, I hate like a lot of the new computer systems and like everything's got to be like all this like digital stuff. I'm like, can we just go back to like when there was like a, a transmission and like you could just get under the hood and get it done. And I didn't need to go through all of these like computer test shit for everything. <laughs> um, so anyways, I, I have a car that does not have a computer situation in it and I've actually really enjoyed it um and for a good while probably two to three years because it was happening in a lot of other friends lives and I was very much focused on uh the external appearance of success um I was really thinking about getting a car in there I was looking at some beautiful Audis and some other things and what I realized is I was like I could honestly care less about <laughs> that's not for me. I want a nice car. I want something that's reliable. I don't want something that I'm constantly taking it in to get fixed. That is so annoying to me. Um, I don't like driving other people's cars. So I hate having a rental. Like I like, it's my baby. Like I like feel like I can zip zip everywhere in it. And I've brought my babies home from the hospital in it. Like there's so, there's so much like love for it. And finally I was like, I don't think I actually want a new car. <laughs> when I need one, I'll get one. But this one is a phenomenal car. It has exactly what I need. It is super low maintenance. I've spent very little on upkeep except for general maintenance. And I love that. I love that I don't have to take it in all the time. I love that there's not all these extra charges because you have to do all the computer crap to it. I love that. I actually really love it. And so as much as like cars or other things can be status symbols or you can feel the desire for wanting it, when I really got to why I wanted it, I wanted it to prove to other people that I was successful. I wanted it to prove to other people that I made 100K a year as a single mom. Look at me driving this whip. That's what I was doing it for. And when I realized like I actually don't, <laughs> don't really care about what kind of car I'm driving. I, the requirements for me for a car are very like low. I'd rather spend money on, on travel. I'd rather spend money on things in my house. And as long as my car does these things, like that's not super important to me. Cool. Now that we got to the bottom of that, I was like, now I, I like literally the desire just left. Didn't want, didn't feel that desire and urge to, to go out and test drive cars anymore. Like I was like, 
No, and it's not a, a fact of I'm settling for what I have. I'm actually super grateful for what I have and it, it is exactly what I want for the moment. And when I was looking at other cars and all of these other things, I was like, I actually don't really want that. The ideal of it and other people's perception is what was alluring. So when we really get curious as to why we want what we want, who is it for? Is it really for you? Is it going to bring you joy, freedom? Is it going to make you feel fulfilled? Is it going to make you feel purposeful? And don't get me wrong, again, if you, that car is going to bring you joy, you love to ride it, you love the way it feels, you feel really good, like all of those things, great, get the damn car, perfect, it's for you. But if you're doing it like I was because it showed to other people something, it's because energetically you have an imbalance. My root chakra was off. I was really desiring the approval of others I was wanting to show others that I was successful. I needed to be validated. And once I recognized that, I was like, I, I actually don't need that. I actually feel really successful. I feel very powerful as a business owner. I feel very powerful as a mom, as a woman. I, I don't need that. Nor do I really actually want it. And so the more that we can kind of get curious, and that is one of the best things that I tell all of my clients, every time that they're like, well, I don't know, I'm like, okay, well, get curious, why? The more you can actually be curious about why things are happening, why do they keep showing up? Why do you want what you want? The deeper understanding you'll have of yourself and the easier it will then be to actually find fulfillment to manifest things. Because again, when I'm trying to, when I have the energy that I'm trying to prove to somebody something, do you think that that would, would have probably made financing it very easy? Do you think the whole process would have probably been enjoyable? No, because I, I wasn't actually doing it for joy. It was actually out of alignment with what I truly wanted. So of course I was going to then manifest those types of experience into my life, ones that were more difficult, ones that I could tell people this story of, you know, how I haggled with them and, you know, I had to go back and, you know, all the struggle to like get to it so I could prove to them like how successful I was, right? Now that didn't happen, but because I, I didn't ever really, I realized this fairly early on. I went for one test drive <laughs> um, and I was like, I actually don't give a shit. So, but understanding that if it it's hard to manifest when it's done with the energy of fear or scarcity or again like seeking others approval or judgment all of those are lower vibrational experiences and they are not in true alignment with your energetic signature So when we find things that bring us joy and happiness and peace and love and really light us up, those experiences only amplify then, right? I like, it only makes things better. It only attracts more of those experiences into your life. 
So really get curious, like what is some of your desires? Why do you want them? Who does it serve? When you get them, then what? Then what happens, right? Do you feel happy then? Do you feel seen, heard, loved, valued? Or is it just on to the next thing? Taking the time to get to know yourself, to question why you want what you want is a very, very powerful tool in healing not only yourself, but as we've talked about generations past and generations in your future. So if you have kids, be aware that you are a mirror for them. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please take a screenshot, share it to Instagram stories, tag me at Shalane Carter. I love to see you guys listening. I love to hear your feedback. You can always leave a review on iTunes or on Spotify, wherever you are listening. I love you guys around the universe and back. Cheers. Cheers.